0: Welcome to MetaTalks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things Metaverse, with your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins.
1: We have another incredible guest for our show, MetaTalks, which is powered by IBH Media. I'm so excited to have Jesse here, and welcome, Kate, as well. How are you, Kate?
0: Very excited. It's Friday morning. And so I can't wait to hear all this good stuff about retail and and design. And I'm very excited to hear about it.
1: I know. Me too. I've heard a lot of great things about Jesse. So Jesse Rademacher, I practiced that just to make sure, um, (laughs) is from Medium and then Young Sneaks. And he is been in design for you know multiple decades and we're really excited to have him here talking through what he's been working on secretively in the background for many years welcome jesse thank
2: you everybody yeah yeah really a great honor to be here and uh super excited to to have this conversation let's go yeah
1: Yeah. so why don't you give us a quick background like a quick 30 second background and then kate's going to kick it off with some questions
2: On me personally or, or, yeah, on me personally? Yeah, so um, I've been in the design industry for almost 20 years. Uh, I was an industrial designer, product designer. I got into footwear. Uh, I started in footwear in the skate, like independent skate culture, skate brands, uh, and then uh, spent a decade at Adidas kind of growing and building the, the skate, Adidas skateboarding authentically. Built and uh, designed and 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 developed and, and really built the whole program for the snowboard um, program and then also Adidas basketball. I was there as design director for about four years, and so uh, I was design director of footwear and innovation. So uh, you can see where bringing innovation to life is um, really what we what I'm what I focus on. It's been my career. It's been my livelihood, um, and unfortunately. A lot of my friends and other creatives in the industry feel the pain points of, of working, uh, expressing themselves as a creative in the world, only working in a web to corporate environment. And so Medium is uh, a co-founded by myself and my brother, who Sean Rademaker is also the Uh, He's the he's a designer himself with about 20 years. So the two of us have about 40 years of of design experience all the way from concept to to launching things in market. And now we've taken all that ability. We've kind of accrued some of the world's best designers and there's no bosses. And it's a peer to peer industry. It's all through uh, distributed mindsets. So, uh, yeah, you, you asked me in kind of the setup medium is kind of the infrastructure that we built for the community. Uh, you know, we want it to be the public option to all the web 2 privatized centralized models. Um, and so that's what we're like dead focused on is we've been building that infrastructure for about three years secretively. And Young Sneaks is the first like decentralized brand that's being placed on top of all that uh, amazing infrastructure that we've built.
0: I'm kind of curious, why are you guys building this community secretly? What's the reason behind the reason?
2: The reason? uh, Yeah, so there's very good reasons. So we're very strategic. A lot of what we do, we don't do anything without having a really kind of solid understanding of strategy and what we're doing over a multi-year span. So I think that this is kind of where everybody in the space has FOMO. And everybody is like rushing to get in. And I mean, businesses and individuals and everybody is like, what is this new space? And how can I make a living or how can we uh, adjust our business model? That's just not us. That's not the world that we come from. We are designers. We are not salespeople. We are not the business people that are just looking to exploit profits in any given area. We are the people that do it for all those brands behind the scenes. So, you know, in my career, I worked on like the stuff that was brought to market would usually be brought to market uh, over a, the project lifespan was like 18 to 24 months for a normal, like inline shoe with Kanye or or Pharrell or James Harden or, you know, these people from my past. Um, And it takes forever and there's a lot of overhead and it's a really inefficient business and the creatives never get to get a pure vision all the way to the end consumer so we spent 3 years building quite frankly we're designers so we asked 300 of our our creative colleagues why You know what we I mean, the truth is, we asked them what percentage of your creative ability is utilized in your day job and over 300 creatives, no matter where they work, they all came back to us and said less than 20 percent, less than 20 percent, less than 20, less than 20, less than 20. And we're like, wow, there's like 80 percent of creative potential from these professionals that are that know how to do it, how to bring it to market. But there's no mechanism. Right. There's no way for them. And so we started building this in 2019. So to answer your question, we started building this pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is before anybody else really even knew what a DAO was or what an NFT even was. Most people don't know what an NFT was three years ago. Right. And in, in terms of the general public. Um, and so we've been building an infrastructure that looks a lot different than what most people know right now of like the NFT industry. We have been building and building and building infrastructure. So when you're doing that, when when I worked on an inline calendar that was usually two years out from market, but when I worked on an innovation calendar, it was three to five years out from market. So we're really used to working on building the infrastructure for whole new opportunities whole new businesses whole new economic exchanges and so once you kind of start diving into what medium is think it looks like any solution that those creative peers of ours told us what they would fix about the creative industry and it looks like ownership over my ip not having to repeat the same legal documents as every other creative uh like Uh, workspaces to come together and split up profits and then launch projects into a multi-chain public owned, you know, uh, marketplace, right? So it looks more like looks rare than it does OpenSea because we have not taken on any capital to date, which means we do not have a fiduciary responsibility to anybody in the world other than, and that's the purity of concept. It's been hard. It's been tough. There was money on the table and we just weren't ready to sacrifice the leverage that the community has when the community can be independent. And so yeah, Young Sneaks right. is really the first launch. It's our first cap raise in over three years is, is launching Young Sneaks NFTs uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, well, that, that that's... You know, um, my question to you is, what are some of the challenges running a DAO, the centralized autonomous organization, which a lot of um, some of the viewers probably have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're creating a community of creatives and launching a business, what are some of the challenges? You mentioned some funding, but what are some other challenges? How you navigate different creatives to, to run a DAO and running a successful business? That's...
2: Um- Yes. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there. So let me, I guess, let me start. So my audience is designers. So my audience, I do need to s- explain some basics. So you referenced a term. So we call Medium the first design DAO. Um, Medium, right now, for everybody, uh, we have a progressive decentralization model. So right now, we're a legal entity uh, based in Oregon. Uh, Portland, Oregon, where I wear you know, Nike Adidas Under Armour. This is where my life is. Um, and we have a map, a roadmap to becoming a legally recognized DAO, but we don't want to move to Wyoming first. We're actually going to, we're slow playing some of the um, bureaucratic things that we just have to play within. So, our advice to everybody a DAO is a decentralized, autonomous, Organization. Decentralized means it's for the people by the people. It's community driven. Autonomous means like you're using just all these amazing tools of Web3, smart contracts, blockchains, NFT, right? These new mechanisms An organization is just how all these people, how that it's like instead of an entity, a for profit entity, the organization just works on behalf of the community. So a DAO to us is really like a digital co-op. -hmm. It's like that easy. I mean, you could call some people like in the financial world, you could call it a credit union. We're the owners of the. You call it a company, but it's really. I have a hard time calling it a company. I have an easier time calling it a community because guess what? Communities can monetize anything they want, right? But it's the it's the fact that it's being organized by communities rather than by an entity that has a legal and fiduciary responsibility to only making more profits for their shareholders. And whatever other values people have, it's it doesn't matter as long as the financial value is going up. So that's where we're really, uh, we think that when you're starting a comp- company as a DAO, first of all, we really believe in having a sharp point of view. So don't make it a DAO right away. Okay, so this is what people get confused on. Some DAOs are really easy to make right away. And that's a, like a fi- what we call a financial capital DAO. It's a shared bank account. It's just people contributing funds to go buy something. And they're de- amongst the group, they're going to determine what it is they buy. But it's just a pooling of financial resources. Medium is what we call a human capital DAO. People are not pooling financial resources in our DAO. They're pooling human resources and their own abilities, and they're getting access to each other first and foremost. And guess what? There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of cool projects. And if those projects need funding and money, we can build teams. Usually, we oftentimes, we don't even need upfront money. If, you're, if this is a community of people that can execute these visions by doing their own design work and working maybe with a coder and profit sharing or working with a salesperson or marketer, all these people. So we think that like once you kind of get rid of Web2 structures and you look at Web3 and everything is peer-to-peer, so everybody is an individual contractor first before they start organizing into projects and groups and then people can move a lot faster than entities can and so that's where I say a normal inline calendar for a Nike or an Adidas or an Under Armour is almost two years we're doing stuff like that in three months mm-hmm. right like it, there's just all kinds of advantages that you start to get into with DAOs because usually it's the financial capital can be 10x the for-profit. So the financial capital models are there. As long as you set up your DAO super lean, you pull people in and you give them the profits back for doing all the work. You don't have to take on these people as employees. You The entity, the DAO itself can run with almost zero overhead. You know, there's a couple people, key people to maybe keep it going. But after that, it's the power of these communities creating value, not always products. It could be a service, it could be a community, it could be just value in all these other ways. And then you can splice and dice and monetize all that value in just infinite ways now. Like the rule, there are no rules as long as as the communities kind of um, act in authenticity and transparency and all those things that that really set up the future for um, being kind of a, more publicly owned.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Uh, w- um, I'm curious with Adidas. they I know they launched their NFT several months ago. So do you think that was like a three years planned? Um, I'm curious. Do I that- think
2: or do I know? Uh, those are different <laughs> questions. Um, let's see, put it this way, right? Like, i left that business and i you know three years later i've been talking with them for two years about dropping nfts like they're just like it's just these entities i mean they have embargoes across doing any nfts until the larger organization can figure out their master plan for the metaverse and sorry that it takes too long for companies to do this. And who really wants a Facebook owned metaverse? Like nobody, we want the diversity of like individual metaverses that look like creations and experiences coming from the most talented people in the world, not those that are just trying to exploit people entering their domain. Hmm. And so I guess I'm just, I'm really, I've been, and an executive in these massive multi-billion-dollar industries, and I've made them, quite frankly, billions and billions of dollars um, through my team and, and the projects that we worked on. Um, and we just see Web three as like every, every, like seriously, I can't find a DA- I cannot find the negative side of a DAO versus a Web three, a Web two business. I just can't. Because there's just too many solutions in Web3, financial solutions, uh, real estate solutions, manufacturing solutions, uh, media solutions, like uh, peer groups, like legal templates. Like there's kind of no reason. And so we're seeing a massive brain drain from all of these companies already because they tell me Jesse, like, our top talent's leaving. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, you know, and, and then it's really hard to replace them. I'm like, why? And they go, because in Web3, you can just do it yourself. And I'm going, oh, what a novel concept, <laughs> right? Like, these, these businesses don't even see how they're they're seeing the technology change they're not seeing the mindsets changing when you can give communities over ownership over twitter like why is elon musk talking about buying twitter why don't we just use the decentralized version of twitter like and we all get paid for using that and we all own it collectively like the mindsets i think once you get people making profits and dividends off of just platforms they want to contribute to or communities that are their natural communities. There's no going back to like giving all those profits and all those decisions back over to a centralized entity that just is going to monetize their data and not doing anything for the community in return. So like, that's the big shift. That's the big opportunity, not necessarily all the the tech and the tools. Sure. It's the mindsets that, any web to business can literally and fiduciarily and legally cannot decentralize themselves. Like they can't
0: Dan, do you have any question?
1: Yeah, no, I, I can, I, yeah, I could see the vision around, like you mentioned, everyone, it almost kind of reminds me of like a freelancer, right? Like a bunch of freelancers come together and you can make product because um, like you mentioned, it's, it's people using their human resources versus having to go, you know, buy something or do something so they can, they can get things done. Um At the same time, I can understand why big corporations probably would have a hard time shifting their models because it's what they've been doing. Like you mentioned, it's their shareholders. It's um so I think that gives an opportunity though, for, you know, what, what would be people that would normally never get a chance to create things and now gives them the ability, like you mentioned. So Is that where is young sneaks like the ability for for you to now level up the company, level up the DAO, um, and then what you know? Where do you see that going?
2: Yeah, so so think that um, medium is like the first public option, right? In terms of like versus, I come from the hype industry, right? Fashion, footwear, influencer brands, like you know all this stuff um so that's the that's the core of like young or of medium right like these are our peers these are all the people just doing all the design for all the influencers that say i did i designed this right so literally these are the people behind every product you already love now they can keep their day job but like you said they as a designer if I work at, at uh, let's give another example, uh, New Balance. If I work at New Balance, and I'm a designer, they own any creativity that I do that kind of, uh, that, that falls within their wheelhouse, right, contractually. Like, you know, sneakers, you know, maybe some like uh, athletic gear and, and some accessories, hats, you know, like stuff like that. Me as a designer working in-house under that contractual obligation has an edge to that contract. And then any designer can go do anything else in the world. And so we're just opening up that opportunity for people if they've got a good job or if they've got health insurance, keep it. But you get to build this whole, you call it a freelance career. We call it building your personal brand right? Mm-hmm. Because the whole future looks like personal brands, not corporate brands. And so Young Sneaks is literally the first brand. We call it kind of the first decentralized brand, um, you know, meaning like decentralized product brand where, where product is contained. It's not, you know, Bored Ape obviously is a, is a decentralized brand, but then they're partnering with other people. Young Sneaks is self-contained. It doesn't really need to partner with other people other than creative, the actual people that are bringing value in, right? And so medium is the infrastructure then to go and make these things that we naturally design in 3D, literally go and make them and set up industry infrastructure and supply chains to actually deliver goods and services in a whole new different way. And so young sneaks is just the first decentralized brand you know to kind of show the power of what all this infrastructure can do but you can see you're able to build all kinds of other projects on top of this infrastructure so as innovators we first are using young sneaks to show people how to use this infrastructure and young sneaks itself is, is think of it as a public brand. It's just a collaboration vehicle. So young sneaked goes and collaborates and like says, like, Daniel, what's your vision, right? Let's see if we can help bring it to market without like you having to take care of all the logistics and everything, but it's your product with your name, with your brand and, you know, and it, and you we're just it. kind of, we want to, you know, determine the industry, which we don't like is white label, right? But just because of white and and some sensitivities around trying to change some of the verbiage in the industry. Um, So we call it custom labeling, right? So there's different ways of when you build the infrastructure, the idea isn't for us to build all of our brands on top of this infrastructure. It's meant to give people the opportunity. If you're an influencer to launch your own brand or if you have an audience service your own audience directly and so that's where everything gets direct and that's where profit sharing goes up and medium doesn't try to take profits the same way a web 2 does we try to operate like a co-op we're trying to give profits back right so you see the financial models Mm -hmm. start to really change in this space too and so that's why i go man i I'd be really upset right now if I owned a web two business because
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's you know you got a three year span to try to adapt to web three mm-hmm. tools, but you're never going to be able to adapt to web three principles unless you're really willing to let it be yeah, governed and owned by the community. And if you're not willing to do that, say la vie. I mean, give it to the community. You don't make money off our backs. Like it's over. That that's that air is over.
1: So I'm curious then. um, So is medium like a marketplace then? So like, let's say I wanted to come in and I'm a creative and I want to come in and do something. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that where I, I can kind of, I can, you're using young sneaks. as like showing what can be done and how it can be done. So I can take a look at that. as like a case study essentially. And then I can come to you and say, this is what I want to do. And you have a network of people and, and then we collaborate on a project and then, is it then uh, you can purchase it through Medium?
2: Yeah. So so there's uh, four main pillars to Medium. So think pillar one, community, right? We're nothing if we're not a community. <laughs> I can't harp on community. <laughs> so that's why some people call me a CEO. And I'm like, I'm more like a community organizer. Like I, it's not, I'm not running it. Like I, CEO to me sounds like you're running like a Web2 for-profit business. Mm-hmm. But when I call myself a community organizer, it, it kind of sets me up because I don't have any responsibilities other than to the community, mm-hmm. right? So there, d- just from that perspective, if I don't if I don't have a conflict of interest financially, my decisions are super easy. We just don't get into it. Does it work for that community? So pillar one is the community, right? Mm-hmm. And everything's pointed at that pillar two. Is medium's infrastructure. It's all this uh, multi blockchain, uh, uh, legal templates, uh, shared workspaces, ways to come and divvy up profits. It's a peer to peer idea, you know, in an innovation network because peers can now work together without any bosses. Um, And then there's legal templates to support them, right? So we literally broke down every reason why a creative gets hung up on getting their idea to market. And we always wanted to solve Mm -hmm. that. So pillar two, Medium's kind of new, I think we just designed a new design industry, a new concept to consumer flow. And then we just built tools and tools and pulled in partners and adding tech and like all this stuff. To really enrich this environment so that's pillar two pillar three is what you're saying it's a multi blockchain community owned marketplace so yes so so uh i talked about you know the the peer-to-peerness so it's kind of like what we call a one-sided marketplace where peer-to-peers can start new projects but it's also a two-sided marketplace where athletes, influencers, people that want to start their own brands, whether it's launching NFTs, whether it's hooking it up to physical things, whether it's, you know, we just think digitally, physically, and experientially are the same thing from a designer's perspective. And so we can service clients and we can even service clients and profit sharing. So clients don't even always need upfront money if they're willing to share the profits with the team. The team doesn't have to uh, invest their time as if they're investing their time in a startup, and maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to IPO in five to seven years. Like we're talking about, like four week projects, right? So it's investing your time and work for four weeks to launch something, and then you're going to get exactly, and then you're going to get primary sales the day of Mm -hmm. mint. And then you're also going to get secondary sales for your retirement, right? So we just want to show creatives, like, start dropping your projects this way. You own your IP. You can work with whoever you want, with their morals and ethics, whoever aligns with you. You can make more money here than you can working for a Web2 business. And you can work on it, like, diversify your creative life however you want and work on your own hours. So, like... There's almost like every turn is an advantage from a creative's perspective, and so that's why um, we built it almost as like this choose-your-own-adventure to like a new design industry. Love
1: those books.
2: Yeah. It will that so that's yeah. where like yeah, and the way you do that is that like every sticking point, every decision point, you don't have one solution. You give everybody four or five great solutions and then they get to it's because mm-hmm. every project is custom every design project in the world is custom so that's why you, you take creatives that are used to building custom solutions and then you jam them into an idea meat grinder that wants to you know um, make everything ultra efficient and like you blah blah, blah 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 has all these other objectives and now like spotify a creator could get in the direct access to the end user sell them direct things like etsy right and then what's super cool is pillar 4 is super unique and this is a different this is a different entity this is medium manufacturing it's medium mfg medium mfg if you don't know my background you know i helped build and scale like adidas's 3D printing programs and I'm used to making things real in the world and shipping them to consumers. So medium MFG kind of insulates the community from any other kind of outside investments that need to scale. Um,
1: What we're building there is kind of a a global on-demand manufacturing infrastructure. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So why would you not help with each component? I mean, it makes total sense. And uh, I love you, you said global, and that's, you know, yesterday we were talking with, um, with a, a fairly large company and they wanted to know, uh, I think they also have a DAO, but they wanted to know why is it that we're doing a festival in Manila this October? And I told them like, hey, this is a global thing. Uh, you know, you could be so focused on one place, not realizing there's a country out there or a segment, or region that wants the products that you have or wants to do what you're doing. And I think that's the uh, it's something that's difficult for us to all open up our minds to that. The world wants what the whole world wants, but a lot of them just don't have access to getting it, but they want it. So why would you not want to go and, you know, make it a global organization? So I, I like that you brought that up. And I think people are starting to realize that they're starting to see it. But we've been so stuck to how things have been in the past.
2: Uh. Absolutely. I mean, there's no reason that an entity. I mean, in the tech space, it's just as easy to be. I mean, you know, different different regulations and things like that make it harder. But it's just as easy for somebody else. You know, somebody in Manila to access what we're doing as somebody next my next door neighbor. You know, so it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And I think that that's where. Um, what we're really trying to do is start to build global systems, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, right now, we're based in the U.S. We are governed. So everybody always asks me about, oh, aren't you worried about regulation? No, because we're 100% within the regulations of the U.S. government currently. And, you know, there's some slow playing maybe that we have to do to uh, let some of this stuff, the... the regulation space develop, Um, but guess what? Who gets to help craft that? The leaders in the space. So then, you know, so that's where, you know, right now, quite frankly, um, Wyoming officially legally recognizes DAOs from a government perspective. Do we have to move to Wyoming? Yeah, we might have to. Is my hope that we can stay in Oregon and, and hope like over the next 18 months or so that we can work with legislatures to adopt Dow structures here in Oregon. Yeah. That's our plan, right. It's to actually start influencing these things because just because they're misunderstood right now um, doesn't mean they're bad. And I think that that's like the opportunity that we have as leaders in the space to show the good. And essentially we're showing people that a Dow is just digital co-op and co-ops are already officially recognized so like it's just a different organizational structure literally because it's like done digitally versus like people sitting in an office but it's like the principles can be just the same and so that's why we um, we're really serious about onboarding people to the space trying to teach things very simply, where you don't need to understand global blockchain infrastructure to know why, as a creative, if I create something, why I would wanna timestamp, immutably timestamp my creation on the blockchain so that if anybody ever guesses who it is, if I need to file for a patent or a trademark in the future, that's timestamped and admissible in court. If I need, you know, if anybody ever violates my IP in the future, it's time stamped and it's court admissible that I'm the authentic creator of that thing. Right. And so we're even trying to teach, reteach designers that like, don't put your creation straight on Instagram. Right. Like, don't put it out there and make it public without first just creating an NFT, uploading it to IPFS. You don't need to sell it. Just throw it on chain. Right. And so. I think that's like our perspective being designers in the space is like we're not the coders we're not the people usually that develop all the tech we're the people that find all the uses and the use cases for all the tech we're the people that breathe like design breathes life into the tech or into the code right like it, it and so this is kind of like we kind of say like back in the day like in in the transition from web two to web one, like from web one to web two, like if first people had to figure out how like global cellular telecommunication networks worked before they knew how to use a cell phone, that's kind of what we think we're in now. Like you have to know all this stuff about blockchain and all the the coder terms and like all this stuff. And we're like, we want to be like, not Apple specifically, but in terms of like using good design to just go, hey, you don't need to know how it works. Here, here's an NFT, whoop, we're gonna slip it into your digital wallet. Now you know, and now Mm -hmm. you're making money off of it or something like what's that first way to just get somebody who's scared because they don't know, which is a human, a a very valid human reaction. We're scared of the things we don't know, but -hmm. we're trying to make web three feel warm and like a warm and fuzzy teddy bear like it's not to be feared it's if it is owned by the public and by communities it's so much brighter every turn there's so such a better opportunity than just a web to business that quite frankly is all tied back to the last 140 year industrial revolution
1: so tell me jesse where if people want to know more and um they want to understand more about medium and what you're doing with young sneaks, where can they go? Also you as well, if they want to connect with you personally.
2: Yeah. So uh, good. I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. So I usually forget all all the plugs, but yeah. So, so cool thing is, is medium M A D E one stop shop to get something made, right? Medium.com. You know, we'll be launching our marketplace. It's market.medium.com. You can see a preview there. Um, but come in, uh, and and sign up and like, and be a part, like basically people that don't understand a DAO, they say they call us a design super union. Mm -hmm. All that means is that it's collective bargaining. We're taking and uniting all these independent people and businesses and getting bulk purchasing and bringing down overhead and using that leverage even against blockchains, because now blockchains are like, oh, we want our blockchain and you're like at the hands of all these creators in your multi-chain, right? And then we go, okay, well, what are you willing to do for our community? Right? So you start to see that that leverage is not always financial. Like leverage in Web3 looks more like community organizing. And then It unlocks financials and resources and all that stuff. So we're building our community of of professional designers. Um, There's the pros, and then there's the up-and-comers, and and we're building education programs to onboard. We don't think the education system really teaches people correctly how to design and work in Web3. So we're always trying to proliferate knowledge. Um, Check out one of our partners, GBI, Global Blockchain Initiative, Um, free education. We're producing some free educational content and design thinking and and uh, Web3 design with uh, Ben Baldurati and and Global Blockchain Initiative. Free education. All you need is the internet and curiosity and you can get into Web3, completely level playing field. Um, If you want to know more about kind of the history, because I know I get excited and I talk too much, but um, We really think now is the time to trigger the next creative renaissance. And we're kind of dumbfounded by the fact that the last one was 600 years ago. And so, like, ultimately, that's what we're we're just design advocates. We're trying to figure out how how to unlock this, like, 80% of human potential that's just lost every day. We call it creative capital. And you say creative capital and all of a sudden people are like, ooh, there's money behind creativity. <laughs> you know, they see it as a different natural resource now. Um, and most people just don't know how to use it and apply it and maximize it. And that's what we're experts at because that's us. Um, and so if you want to know a little bit more about the theory behind all of this, uh, we got a book coming out in, in, in Q3 But we started dropping knowledge on YouTube. Just just search medium, M-A-D-E-I-U-M. I Um, I just started putting like educational videos, um, chopped up a speech from the the Industrial Design Society of America speech from, um, what was it called? The International Design Conference. So there's three videos that are IDC1, IDC2, IDC3. And that kind of gives you like almost bringing us up through history to the modern day and then we're going to start dropping more videos and more educational content there in terms of like how to apply these principles uh and we really think that the principles of web3 and DAOs are so effective that like mediums one of the like four DAOs that we're co-founders of just because we want to show people that's the race as that web two is going to come in and with their money and they're going to corrupt everything. How much public space can we carve out? How much good can we do by communities and show them what happens when they are the owners of these entities before, you know, everybody comes in and tries to exploit them. So we're really in a race to try to carve out all that. So anybody, that's in the DAO space, anybody that's starting a DAO, anybody that has resources and wants to get involved, um, there's different ways to hit us up. So Young Sneaks itself, we're launching everything on, on Twitter. So Young Sneaks, Young with an X instead of a O, O, um, Young Sneaks. Young is, is the brand name. There's a reason. Uh, hint, hint why uh, we're dropping NFTs at the end of this month uh and why young sneaks is a thing uh stay tuned uh, on twitter uh and that's also going to be the mint site it's going to be youngsneaks.io. uh so stay tuned over the next week 10 days we're going to be unrolling all these new use cases and all these things that people have never seen attached to an nft before um and this is the question as to why we waited so long to launch this is because we didn't want to launch and, and tell people about stuff we're going to do in the future. Quite frankly, the SEC says that's a security and they don't want that happening. So anybody creating securities yeah. out there, watch out. Um, and so we always want to have like practical use applications already developed and ready to go by the time we met these NFTs. So there's no delay and, and there's all these new use cases that are gonna come on the backside. So so thanks for the plug. Um, those are those are the different places. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so so DM, oh, so right now we're, we have an allow list. So anybody that wants to get on the Young Sneaks uh, pre-sale list, um, you're only allowed to buy two on the pre-sale list. So uh, DM at Young Sneaks. Uh, on Twitter to get on that list um, we don't want these hand we don't want people kind of super aping on these and having 25 of these so we'd rather them be distributed across so that's why we're kind of capping it at two at the moment um, and uh, and and that pre-sale list should should fill up um, about we're, we're predicting probably about a week before actual mint when every, all the pieces are finally rolled out, you know, mm-hmm. all the use cases, all the utility. It will become
1: very clear at least a week before, man. So people kind of know awesome. what they're getting into. All right. Well check out medium, dot com. Young sneaks on Twitter, but Jesse, I appreciate you today and uh, thank you so much and good luck. I can't wait to yeah. uh, get in there.
2: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, uh, we're just so optimistic about the future of the world, as long as it's owned and and kind of driven from the right people. And we haven't seen that yet. And so I think that's the vast opportunity here with Web3. Everybody, you get to get involved and get into projects that mean something to you. The missions, the morals, the ethics, and communities will start to recognize that. And I think the value will
1: come. We all win together. Thanks again, Jesse.
0: Thank you for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe and visit metatalks.com. That's Talks with a Z.